Welcome to Go Home Eat, a wrestling podcast. I am here with Justin. Yo! Justin has called in from Parts Unknown. Parts Unknown, exactly. <laughs> um, Not to be confused with Truth or Consequences, the home of Cactus Jack. Truth or Consequences, New Mexico. We are going to dive into the tag team divisions, or lack thereof, in WWE. This should be a brief conversation, but we're heading into <laughs> WrestleMania. It's a good place to kind of start as we start our WrestleMania coverage rolling into this stupendous event. Is, is it odd to you that we have, we have decided that stupendous is the word to yeah. utilize? Yes. Like That's I don't a strange one. I don't know that I've heard anybody use the term stupendous. Dick Van Dyke maybe somewhere in there? Maybe to Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. <laughs> Wow, nice reference. Nice reference. <laughs> right, okay. If you are out there, you listen to us on Spotify, you listen to us on Bullhorn, iHeartRadio, any of those things, feel free to comment, feel free to rate us. Please rate us, rate us well, please. Also, get to it, get us at the Twitter, go, uh, go Home Heat one and let us know what you think about the pod. Talk to, talk to me, I'll try to hit you back. Get involved. It's a cultural thing. Absolutely. When you find uh, your tribe, you find people of like minds. Speaking of people of like minds, Sasha Banks returned. I want to go into the women's tag team division, Justin. What? <laughs> to my knowledge, In what company? To my knowledge, there were three women's tag teams. No, no, no. There were two women's tag teams. You had your champions, Carmella and Queen Zelina. And they were in a vicious feud for a quite a long time where they managed to break up Rhea Ripley and Nikki and turn Nikki from superhero to the lead in the boys. Nice. And, <laughs> and so now Ripley is on her way to the singles division. She is having bangers. So we don't have any other tag team. So we put together a returning Sasha Banks and Naomi, and they announced that they will soon be your tag team champions. I have no doubt. Well, it's hard not to be. It looks like they didn't have anything for Sasha, right? And they had this huge feud with Naomi, where she's she's feuding and feuding and feuding with Sonya. And then, I don't know that... Okay, Scuttlebutt is what Scuttlebutt is, right? Rumor yeah. is, Sasha was supposed to be wrestling... Charlotte, and maybe you wind up with a Naomi feud that goes through that and pushes Naomi and Charlotte into Sasha Charlotte for the title at WrestleMania. Ronda agrees to... This is going to be a current, a recurring theme, is the undercurrent of... I don't know for sure that they knew or even still know exactly what's going to happen at WrestleMania. They have no idea, Kevin, and you know it. They have two matches, maybe, that they know what the match is. But they don't know what the, they probably don't even know outcomes for those two. They thought maybe Sasha would, you know, Sasha's our backup plan if we can't get Ronda. Ronda agrees a little bit early, so we get into this program a little bit early. So Sasha supposedly originally fought for a women's tag team division. So here she gets her chance. They say, hey, we're going to put the belt on you. I assume that's what happens at Mania. They get into a feud a little while. We probably get a couple of banger matches between the four of them, as they likely do here, and then we'll get the match at Mania. I assume that Naomi and Sasha will go over. 
here's the real question. Do they create a tag team out of this? Do we get a couple of promotions from NXT after Mania? Care enough about NXT to send Sasha and Naomi down there and let them have two or three matches over the course of three months? It'd be great, wouldn't it? It would be. If I thought there was any sort of continuity to it. That's the problem is everything lately, lately, the last 40 years, has been stop and start, stop and start. Well, it's not been the last 40 years of that. It's been the last 10 years of that. Now that we've completely clarified what's going on in the women's division, let's go to the men's. <laughs> well, yeah, dude, how long can you talk about a tag team division that has how many pe- how many people in it? Right. There's four. That's what I'm saying, though. You need to bring up some some talent. Gonzalez is ready for the main roster. EO, EO was ready for the main roster five years ago, uh, you know, before she ever got to NXT. <laughs> yeah, she was ready when she was over in Lucha Underground. Or stardom. Hey, she might be smart enough to say, I don't want to go up there. I like Orlando. I get to wrestle in one place. No big deal. I thought, uh, oddly enough, I thought this side jobbing Charlotte Flair. Sidebar, I do think they've done a pretty good job with Zia Lee. Yeah, except for the stupid name. The Oh, yeah. All right. The the protector. Also, yeah. I think they're doing a pretty good job with Aaliyah. Does Natalia. You know she's she's one of the most giving people in the business. Even if she's even if she's not happy about it, she's going to make the program work and do her job, and that's why she'll always have a job. So, talking about that last night's show, real quickly, you believe that the Shotzi Sasha match and the Naomi Zayali match they should have flip flopped the scripts. Yes, me too. Completely. Me too. Just let the let let each one wrestle the others. Still end Zayali with. The spinning kick and still in yeah, still in. Go ahead. That should have been a quick match. That should have been hit each other real fast. Go for some moves. High, you know, five minutes of spots, and then if you're going to do that, it shouldn't have drug out. Right, because Zia Lee, in a way, if she's the protector, Flash wins quickly. The Mike Tyson style efforts would be a cool way to present her. Yes, that's a cool way to send her out there. And it doesn't mean that, you know, Natalia, and Natty's not going to get her win back or you're not going to have a 20-minute wrestling match between those two at some point. Lee isn't really at a place where she should be stretching things out just yet. No. You should emphasize what she does well. Keep the camera on her for good stuff. Don't. Those two high knees and then a pause, throwing her into the corner, jump up on there, elbows to the head, pause, then a little bit of offense by by Natty and then the spinning kick, what would have worked in a, a little bit more way if that's an onslaught, right? She's been watching some Tony Jaw movies because she's got a Tony Jaw movie nickname and she's been using some straight out of like Ong Bok the Thai Warrior and the Protector style moves. That The climbing elbow, the climbing uh, monkey climb somebody to the elbow to the top of the head, that's some straight up out of Ong Bok the Thai Warrior stuff right there. Tony Jaw's the best. Dude, he's amazing. Yeah, yeah. He can run on elephants when they're moving. Yeah, dude. <laughs> That's he coordination. That thing where he runs across people and dunks a basketball. <laughs> right. Okay. Moving into the men's division. We have Raw's men's division where we have your champions, Otis and Gable. And I have said, you have said, I like what Otis and Gable are doing, even if... I don't love the weird way they present the tag team division sometimes where you have... That's my- even though I don't love Randy Orton and Riddle being in some form of a spelling bee, right? 
I still think Gable has done well in these parts. I don't love, but this is what Raw, this is what they do on Raw. They have these odd presentation things well, that aren't wrestling. Go ahead. And for tag teams, there's an obvious reason they have to do this. They can't, sure as hell can't have tag team matches. Because how many tag teams do you have in the men's division? Okay, let's go through that. We have Orton and RKO. One. Who they had to build together. Because they're, they're, this is two singles wrestlers that they want to be singles wrestlers that they've utilized tag team belt to legitimize Riddle. And, yes. and Riddle, Riddle was having issues with getting over with the bulk of the crowd, so they stuck him with Orton, who has a lot of equity with the crowds. And so Riddle gets to rent equity off Orton in order to become, okay, I like him. Even if I don't love him, I'll take him. And the problem, yeah. the, the beautiful thing with Riddle is he can wrestle. Dude, that dude, when the when the bell rings, I'm sorry. There's not many people that are as amazing to watch as that guy. Correct. Right Correct. He's got some of the great, great matches in wrestling history in front of him. As long as they'll give him 20 minutes every now and then. Yeah. Especially when he gets to AEW. <laughs> okay. And then you have the Street Profits. <laughs> the Street Profits are constantly wrestling whoever the champs are. Yes. Regardless of whether or not they're going to get to be the champs, and that's a frustrating thing. Well, they're so good as a tag team, you can't take them out of the tag team, but you, your tag team division is a constantly rotating group of... Singles wrestlers. Singles wrestlers, and one, maybe two other tag teams. It's hard. Now, then you have your, you have your street, you have your Mysterios. They are right now involved in a, in a newly formed tag team as last week, the Mysterios, and I, I called it, Justin, I freaking called it. I told Nick afterwards on the pod review we did of the chamber thing, I said, you know what we're going to get. The Miz is, is saying he's going to go make a phone call, and you know he's acting like it's going to be, everybody thinks it might be Cody, or hey, it might be, so, no. Huh? John Morrison, John. right. But no, of course not. It's going to be Paul, Logan Paul, you know? And that's what we wind up getting here. So we get Logan Paul versus the Mysterios in one of what looks like it'll be one of two celebrity-style matches. I, I think Logan Paul will do a good job of pro wrestling. I think he's more Stephen Amell than he is uh, Snooky. although I will not knock Snooky's in-ring prowess. She did do a cartwheel into... The corner one time is nice. She's she's there. There are people currently on rosters who are who are less wrestling talented than her. I would say. <laughs> right. Fair enough. So then, what's that? That gives us three or four. Well, it looks like we're going to put Kevin Owens and Seth in it. That'll be your new. Do you think that means they're going to break up Randy and Riddle soon? I would. I, Kevin Owens and Seth. Or Randy and Riddle are going to be tag team partners three months after Mania. I agree with that. You know, I don't know what they're going to do. I mean, I hope they figure something out. You do have the Dirty Dogs. And here's the thing. None of these teams we've, we've named are bad. No, they're good. No, here's the thing. I am not knocking even the Mysterios. And I'm not a huge Dominic fan. But <clears throat> these are not bad tag teams. These are good tag team wrestlers. These are, I mean, these are great. Yeah, some of these could be great tag teams. The Street Profits should be multiple-time tag team champions. They're going to be, you know, in, in the Hall of Fame someday unless something goes weird. 
for me, it, unless tag team wrestling just totally gets written out of the WWE in the next year or two. No, the problem is not the talent. The problem is not what they have there. Like, uh, but that's never the problem with the WWE's product. The problem ain't the talent. The problem ain't the people. The problem is presentation and direction choices. Let's get into presentation. I did think that having Champa wrestle with a returning Finn Balor in what wound up being a very good match with the Dirty Dogs, set setting up the match between Ziggler and Champa the next night on NXT, and then you have Rude come in the next night and help Dolph go over in that situation. I thought it was a cool little program. I thought it was so we don't what we don't get a lot of in WWE is faction warfare. No, and it's a it's one of those things that you and I have pointed out is something that they should have used their big roster for for years. But look at New Japan. New Japan has, you know, huge roster. They don't have television shows. So how do you get all these guys screen time? Well, you have them in factions. So they come out as groups. And they have fights with these guys, and you have readily made drama because this group and this group have been beefing for five years. So anytime I need a plot line, I don't have to write up something. I don't have to make up Aleister Black, Rey Mysterio's, who Rey Mysterio personally trained to bring into the WWE, <laughs> and their best friends is now in a feud with Seth Rollins because he's got to protect his, his mentor, Rey Mysterio, you can have Chaos versus Bullet Club. So what they did here is they take Champa as an NXT version, like, like utilizing NXT like a faction, which it isn't, but that's what they did. And then you have and you have Rude returning to NXT the next night in a mask, which nobody ever thought that it wasn't Rude. You you got to see Dolph. Rude was on that night. NXT. He was. Yes, he jumped. Oh, you're you, you, you're fooling me, aren't you? Okay. <laughs> Dude, the thing about Dolph... Dude, what? Ass man. Yes. The thing about Dolph is he is so... I don't want to say underutilized because he's always in something, but man, is he a talented performer. He came out there and talked about how great he was two weeks in a row or whatever, gets into a match with Champa, tears the house down, gets the silly win, and then we're going to wind up... That's going to further give you Braun and Champa versus the Dirty Dogs next week and you're you're legitimizing this new version of NXT utilizing two really great performers and you don't have anything it's really what they should be doing with their shows and, and it, I, I like that part but I feel like it is also an example of what the tag team division kind of misses a little bit because it's easy to look Randy Orton and Riddle, Chad Gable, and Otis, them having an issue with each other. I mean, Randy Orton almost feels like, why would he really have an issue or not have an issue with it? Does he like anybody other than Riddle? No. You, you see where I'm coming from? And like the Kevin Owens, sticking Kevin Owens and Seth into this. Well, to me, it, to me, it feels like we didn't know what to do with these two guys. The crowd kind of liked it when they hugged. We'll keep them here for a minute. And it feels like going back to what happened with Sasha, right? Rousey, we don't know what she's going to do, so we got Sasha in the wings just in case. We're negotiating with Stone Cold, trying to figure out whether he can actually work a match. And so we'll put 
Kevin Owens here and we'll say he doesn't have a match yet in Dallas. And we'll keep him in this little thing right here with Seth. And then if the things don't work out with Steve and he actually can't go, we can stick them in the championship match. Seth, on the other hand, there's no reason Seth's not in the championship match with Brock. We've seen Brock versus Roman so much. Yes. And I, I will give them that this version of Roman and this version of Brock feels different and it is be- being done much better than anything they've ever done against each other before. I'll give the company that. Seth Rollins ought to be in that match. He's been the best thing on their television show besides Roman for at least over a year. There's no reason why he's not in that match. If main eventing WrestleMania is a reward for the work you've done, Seth Rollins has been, you know, if Roman's the guy slash A, Seth's the guy slash B for the last however many years, five years. And him not being in that main event ever, besides the heist, and that wasn't where he got to do the lead-up going in, right? No. That's not main eventing. He won the Royal Rumble and didn't get the main event. Remember, his wife did. And I'm not, oh, knocking, yeah. I'm not knocking that decision. It was the right call. But, by the same token, Seth ought to be in the main event. But here's the thing. What do you do if you sign Cody? Who does he wrestle? You don't wrestle him for a title, right? So he has to wrestle Seth. So again, we're fiddling around with the tag team division because we don't know what to do with these two guys because we're still negotiating contracts. Does that feel right to you, what I'm saying? I think that makes sense. If Cody does sign and is going to wrestle at WrestleMania and he's not wrestling Roman and there is no other title, Cody versus Seth makes the most sense. Well, to me, Seth is the poster child for the WWE, even more so than Roman. Due to the way things went down when Seth was the was being booked as the babyface champion, and he took the money shot at Osprey at Will Osprey, and I apologize for using the phrase money shot, <laughs> but okay, he said well, something about I make more money than you. Then he turned around, and the way he was booked against the Fiend, and how the how the people turned on him, and then he continued to always in a public format say, I'm WWE all the way and we have the best wrestling on the planet regardless of whether or not it's supposed to be called sports entertainment, that makes him the poster child of the company. And Cody left, created this other thing kind of on on the heels of that turmoil. So there's a story to be told that. Seth's also the guy, if you want to dive into it, who was kind of Hunter's hand-picked guy. And we know that Hunter can't really go out there and wrestle right now, or we we believe. So if you can't get Hunter, then who's the best guy to, to do it? You have you have Hunter come to his show, hug Seth afterwards, say, I really love what you're doing, and then you have Cody come out the next week, and you're off and running. they smart enough to do that? No. Cody's Rose is going to come out in a pair of black shorts with polka dot, yellow polka dots on them. He's going to dance down to the ring, calling it. Oh. I hope you're right. Okay, well, hold on. We do we do have a championship match. Kevin Owens, Seth, Otis, Gable, and RK Bro. The Otis and Gable retain. I would hope so. I think so too. I, I think so too. I mean, unless you know what they ought to do. By God, they ought to have RK. They ought to have uh, KO and Seth go over, and then let them both wrestle both nights. Oh, that'd be great. They can do it. Yeah. Have have K 
KO and Seth wrestle as a tag team on night one and have Austin versus Owens on night two and Seth versus Cody or Seth into triple threat on night two. I'm I'm down for it. You have Cody and the million dollar kid, wherever he's at, you bring him out of retirement, come out as reform legacy and steal the belts. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not opposed to it at all. I love DiBiase. Okay, Usos, Viking Raiders. That's your feud right now. They're going to get into it. They both, you know, <laughs> this is how important tag team wrestling currently is in WWE. At Elimination Chamber, the tag team championship match didn't actually happen because they were running late. Evidently, they walked out there and jumped them beforehand. And so to make sure, and then we were going to go ahead and have something. So to make sure we know how much heat there is between these two. We have the Usos calling the Viking Raiders smelly and accusing the announcer of smelling bad like them. Lo and behold, the Viking Raiders were actually there. It, and then the Viking Raiders jump them backstage. And so we'll have this heated rivalry between the Viking Raiders and the Usos next Friday night. And I think it'll be a good match. Oh, again, the wrestling's not going to be the problem. The other tag teams, as near as I can tell, the other tag teams are New Day and Los Stereos, right? Do, do you like the matches they've had? They've been good matches. I don't know what the purpose is. Well, here's the thing. they you know Having them do two out of three because they lost one to Los Lotharios, they're just trying to legitimize Los Lotharios. And I, it's hard for me because you're going to have them do a kiss cam one week and, and all this other stuff when the fact is they probably should be Fiery competitors that are willing to do anything to win. Well, and here's the real problem. <laughs> the problem is they have not. They don't have enough tag teams. So Los Atharios can't feud with some legitimate tag team at their supposed level for a team that just got together. They're not. They're feuding with the New Day, the seven, eight-time tag team champions that we all think is one of the best tag teams in the business. So. There is no gradation because you don't have enough tag teams. You don't have anybody to work up to. So they start with these guys. And I'm supposed to think, oh, these guys came out of nowhere, and now they're one of the best tag teams. But then they're going to job them out here for six months over something. When you don't have enough teams, it limits the stories you can tell. You know the phrase, there's levels to this. Exactly. There are no levels to WWE no. tag teams because there's there aren't enough to have levels. You can't like you just everything you said is spot on. The other problem you have with this isn't just that we all believe that the New Day is one of the great tag teams of all time and one of the great factions of all time. They're two former world champions, and I'm going to tell you what you really hate about this, and you can't help it because I was watching this match. And I thought to myself, and I, I guarantee you whether you realize it or not, you were thinking, this sucks that Kofi Kingston and Big E are wrestling tag team matches right now. And if this was a different wrestling company, if this was Goto in Japan wrestling in tag team match, even if it was Okada in Japan wrestling tag team, they have enough, they treat the tag team division with enough respect. Oh my God, yeah. That it wouldn't bother you. <laughs> It doesn't hurt you. Right. Right. If this was your world champ going down into 
Kenny Omega comes back and decides he wants to do something in the tag division in AEW, because of the way they present the tag team division in AEW, it wouldn't bother you. But because I feel like Big E should be the face of WWE right now. Well, here's the thing. You got you got him. Here's what will really put it together. You got Big E. All right. Because I'm going to watch Big E as the tag team champion. He's going to struggle with Los Lotharios, right? Then maybe a year from now when they finally decide they're going to book Big E as the champ again to get Big E over – they're going to have Biggie beat Los Lotharios by himself, and they're not going to recognize how how that screws with your continuity when you have these tag teams get beat by single people, and then those same single people, when they've got a partner, can't beat them when they're a tag team. It's like you lose power when you join up with people. Do you know what WWE wanted to present their tag team division properly? on SmackDown. This is what you would do. You've already got Viking Raiders. You've already got New Day. You've already got Usos. You've got Los Letharios. You're putting Sheamus with Ridge Holland. You're putting Mad Cat Moss with Baron Corbin. That's six tag teams Yes, of, ass, of ass kickers. And you could have the younger Mad Cat Moss and Ridge Holland make mistakes that cost them matches against the continuity guys like Los Letharios, which would give you something to build on. And then if you wanted to, that would also build the character of Ridge Holland, who we're telling that story anyway, right? Mm -hmm. We're trying to tell the story of Seamus bringing Ridge on. We're trying to tell the story of Corbin bringing Madcap Moss up to his level or having fun, whatever you want to call it. They, you can tell that story inside your tag team division without having these talking segments. But we would never eliminate the talking segments because it's not world wrestling, it's world entertainment. Yes. <laughs> That's it. It's not a wrestling company. What they go to in a crunch. And I remember one time... Uh, my wife got stuck in the room with me watching a pay-per-view and she was like, man, I, I really do like the uh, the pay-per-view so much better than just the shows. And I was, and I said, yeah, yeah, they all they do is wrestle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the funny thing is they do, they tell the stories during these matches on these pay-per-views and they're very good and it's, and it's, it works and you could do that all the time. I don't get me wrong, I don't want them to change the whole format. I do think that WWE serves as a wonderful gateway drug to young people that kind of get hemmed up on these things that aren't necessarily wrestling. And you can see that these odd competitions seem to work live in that it does break up the monotony. And I don't hate it. I think it's not done as well as it could be done. I don't hate it altogether. I just feel like it could be done better. And I feel like... Like you said, it's not the they're doing it. It's that it's so badly done. Well, here's the underlying current of the tag team divisions, and I don't know exactly how the the article I read went, but I read an article probably half a year ago where a guy said that he had talked to Vince one time, and I don't know exactly the 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 nuts and bolts of the conversation. I want to apologize for that. But the, look, if I got a good tag team, I got to pay both guys. 
And, bas- <laughs> and so basically what he does is, what I took from that is what he does is he takes two singles wrestlers that he has to pay anyway because they're under contract. He doesn't have anything he's doing with them. And he puts them together because their salaries are already established. I, I, to him, it probably makes sense because there's a bottom line involved. To me, there's there's so many ways you can create. Here's, here's the thing, though, that if you're, if the talent listened to that, every one of them would quit. If they actually listen to what he just said. What he just said was, none of this shit matters. <laughs> I will say, it, the... The fact that you work hard, hone your craft, become good at any of this stuff doesn't matter. What matters is what do I need in a given moment, and I will plug you in. And when I don't need you anymore, I will plug you out, and I will put somebody else in. And it, none of it matters because you're all interchangeable. Well, that is the that does lend itself to what people believe the pay the of what WWE really represents, right? You've heard the rumors that. Vince doesn't want a John Cena again. Vince doesn't want a Brock Lesnar that can hold him hostage again. Vince wants a brand that can stand over the top of the company. And you can see, look who the guys are that are completely irreplaceable. Seth Rollins. Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn is irreplaceable because no matter what you want to do with him, you put him out there, give him a mic, and you say this. You you can literally write the dumbest thing you can think of. Stick Sammy out there and it works. Sammy's going to go out next week and lose the Intercontinental, or the, is he the Intercontinental champ? Yeah. He's going to lose mm-hmm. the Intercontinental Championship next week to Ricochet. Ricochet's going to use that belt and give us some banger matches and they're going to try to build Ricochet like that. I'm, I'm just guessing here, but this is what I think is going to happen. And Sammy's going to lose the belt because Johnny Knoxville is going to cost him the belt. And then J- Sammy is going into a feud with Johnny Knoxville at Mania and they're going to have a pretty freaking good match. Because Sammy is incredible. Hey, and Sammy smoked that dude on that second Haluva kick. Ooh, Johnny, Johnny earned his pay that night. He earned his hot dog. Well, here's the thing, though. It's Johnny, right? So you can beat him up a little bit. He's not going to be oh, mad. Cool. I mean, cool. he'll get in a shopping cart and let you roll him down a hill into a, into a wall. <laughs> Why would he care if somebody kicks him in the face? <laughs> oh, yeah. Anyway, so... Who winds up being? I think I still think it's going to wind up being New Day and Usos at at Mania. What do you think? Oh yeah, and it's going to be a great match. And geez, how many times have we seen it? And we're going to wind up with a. Uh, I I feel like somehow or another we wind up with Otis Gable and Street Profits. One thing, one thing before we run, go past because I think you said something really important back there about how Vince wants to be his organization. And I think the one that he's really looks at as his what he wants right now, as far as like how it works, is UFC. Yes, UFC is bigger than fighters by design. By design, and here's how they do that: their product is fighting. He doesn't let people duck people. He doesn't let people fight scrubs for twenty fights. He's, he's going to make the best fight. His product is the matches. So people will come back. Martial arts fans, MMA fans, are, co- are going to come back because they want to see fight. Vince doesn't understand that if he would book the best matches, then you don't have to worry about all that other stuff. Well, I think almost too, though, 
what Nick Khan has decided to do with the cutting of the roster, it does match up to some degree with what Vince likes in his product. But suddenly you really reduce the options because there are, you don't have the lower mid card anymore to feed on. So if I want to, let's say you decided that uh, you want to bring Braun Breaker up and you want him to go on a 30 win streak before he challenges for the belt. He'd have how to many, beat Sheamus 10 times. Yeah, I was about to say, how many of those 30 are different wrestlers? He beats five guys. Right. I mean, unless you want to start renting. You know, like, <laughs> I, I got such a kick last night out of Roman saying, those guys in the ring are mine. Uh-huh. And basically feeding all the young talent that they rented from the indie, the, the indie wrestling company at Hershey, Pennsylvania. Yes, to and, Brock. Yeah, and he just fed them to him with that. But unless you want to do that and that every town rent somebody like that, and you can and normally with most towns, you can tell who the local talent guy is compared to what. I mean, you're not always going to get a great like James Ellsworth, but... Uh... Correct. So my point is, you don't have tag teams that I can go, hey, man, there's FTR. I know they're the shiznit, right? I know they're really, really great tag team wrestlers, but they're ranked fifth right now. So I can put a team in there with them. They can have a feud and win. And then I can, in the next week, Party. Private Party's really good, and they're number four. And so my guys are going to beat them, and that's going to get them up another notch. And then they'll work their way up to where they're, you know, you, you can't build like that because you don't have that many teams anymore. Oh, if you have four teams, technically you only have two matches. But, well, you have two matches or <laughs> you have two matches or you have four singles matches. Two spelling bees, one scooter race, three turkey eating contest. And you'll have one match where it's four, the four tag team wrestlers versus two singles champs in a handicap match, and the singles champs will win. Right, or even better, Drew McIntyre can beat all four of them in a gauntlet all match. But then he can go with the Viking Raiders to. Medieval Times? Yes. You can, you can, Drew can go with his sword to the Med- Medieval Times Festival. Yeah, we're off the rails. Hey, man, thank you for calling in, buddy. Yes, sir. This is, do it. This has been a Go Home Heat production, copyright 2022. Check out our friends at the Gin Project. Check out our friends at the Daily Smart. Your one-stop shop for all things pro wrestling. Check out our merch at What a Maneuver. And go home. <laughs>